Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. How did this country go from hillbillies who were as tough as nails to what we have today? How did it go from a nation that had men who could defeat Superman to a nation that it has become today. How did it go from that to this? How did we fall into this trap? There are so many answers to this question that I'm not gonna give them all to you because you know who started this. We don't know how this ends, but it's not over yet. It just came out that as we suspected and feared, the alleged elected president of the United States, Joseph Biden, was tipped off of Pfizer's coronavirus vaccine news even before our nation's incumbent chief healthcare administrator, secretary of HHS, Alec Azar. Alex Azar learned about this after Biden did. Now, everyone with a brain knows that Pfizer knew that this vaccine was about to be announced even before the election. So Pfizer conspired with the Democrats to withhold the news in order to weaken Donald Trump. And that's where we are today. But that's only the beginning of what's going on. This is Michael Savage. It's Rock and Roll Friday. The phone number here is 855-400-7282. It's open to you, any topic. But here are the topics I'm going to talk about. In Georgia, the Democrat monster who is running for the Senate, the man is named Warnock, an unknown before this, who received trillions of dollars, in essence, really not trillions, but many hundreds of millions, from very shady sources. This man called for the destruction of everything white. I have it in writing. I have it on audio. He is a stone-hearted racist, and he may seize the seat to the Senate in Georgia with a little help from George Soros and the others who want to destroy America. Then we have this failed flop, loser, nobody, who's always hated America, the suspicious Matahari, Christiana Amapur, who's come back from the crypt, CNN, comparing Trump to Hitler and Trump's four years to Kristallnacht. Where is the outrage from the Jewish establishment? Where is the fraudulent ADL? Nowhere to be found. And then we have Dr. Fauci, Fauci, to me, is a Frankenstein. I have followed this man's deceit since the AIDS epidemic when he misled America day and night, in my estimation. And I wasn't in the radio business then. I was in a health-related profession at the time. Fauci was wrong then. Fauci is wrong now. Ask yourself how a man stays in a bureaucracy for almost 40 years unless he's put there by very, very powerful forces. 
in this case, my suspicion is the pharmaceutical giants. Fauci is a Frankenstein. He said, America is a nation that must be to do what they are told when it comes to coronavirus. He's a dictator of the worst kind. But it gets worse. Biden's coronavirus advisors are even worse than Fauci. They want to shut the nation down 100% and have the government pay you for your lost wages. If you think that's bad, what about our military? Biden has named a transgender military vet to review the Department of Defense. If you think that's bad, a woman was arrested and thrown to the ground by fascist police in Florida. Her crime, she came to a school board meeting not wearing a mask. The cops were black, she was white. Woman thrown to the ground in front of her child. Her child was then arrested as well by the fascist pig cops. Mom arrested for allegedly refusing to wear a mask at a school board meeting. And that's the sad truth on the Savage Nation. Phone number is 855-407-282. If you want to see some of these horrendous stories, and I don't blame you if you don't, they're all linked up on michaelsavage.com. Now, my last podcast on Wednesday was based on my show on November 11th, which was, was the whistleblower who claims voter fraud intimidated by the feds? <laughs> listen, to the, listen to the podcast, and you decide for yourself. And then I asked, is Biden a false king? And it was based upon Jewish teachings about a false king, one of David's four sons, Adonyahu, who tried to illegitimately seize the kingship that was not rightfully his. I told you that story on Wednesday. And right now, the entire nation sits there in suspense. And so what I'm going to do for you is, I gave you the news, if you get a comment on any of this, Again, you're open to discussing it at 855-407-282. I um, would like to read from a piece of literature that came to my mind today that I remember reading in college called The Plague by Albert Camus. Now, he's an obscure writer at this point. He was a big deal back in the time I was in college. And he wrote about a plague. I think it was in Morocco at the time. And he, he wrote about what effect it had upon the population, how it how it blinded everyone. And I thought it would be appropriate to read some short quotes from the plague by Albert Camus while asking you, the listeners of the Savage Nation, how has this plague affected your life? Now put aside the fact that we know many of you do not believe it's even a plague. Many of you don't even believe it's uh, a real virus. It's a very real virus, but I'll have more to say about that later on. But I'll read to you from the plague while asking you, how has this plague affected or is it, is it affecting your life? So here are some quotes from Camus. He wrote this, the truth is that everyone is bored and devotes himself to cultivating habits. He then said, I have no idea what's awaiting me or what will happen when this all ends. For the moment, I know this. There are sick people and, and they need curing. A loveless world is a dead world. And always there comes an hour when one is weary of prisons, of one's work, and of devotion to duty, and all one craves for is a loved face, the warmth and wonder of a loving heart. The evil in the world comes almost always from ignorance, and goodwill can cause as much damage as ill will if it is not enlightened. Boy, was that, what a statement that is. Goodwill can cause as much damage as ill will if it is not enlightened. That would describe the Democrats of today. He goes on to say, people are more often good than bad. 
though in fact that is not the question. But they are more or less ignorant, and this is what one calls vice or virtue, the most appalling vice being the ignorance that thinks it knows everything and which consequently authorizes itself to kill. The murderer's soul is blind, and there is no true goodness or fine love without the greatest possible degree of clear-sightedness. Camus goes on. But what does it mean, the plague? It's life, that's all. Now listen to the next quote and get chills up your spine. But again and again there comes a time in history when the man who dares to say that two and two make four is punished with death. Now just last month, a math professor, I think at Brooklyn College, a math professor said two plus two does not equal four. It's white privilege to use mathematics. Did you hear what I just said to you? Do you know the insanity of our times? Two plus two does not equal four to Black Lives Matter. If you can't add, those who can't add are criminals. Again and again, he wrote, there comes a time in history when the man who dares to say that two, two plus two makes four is punished with death. The question is one of knowing whether two and two do make four. He then writes, there are more things to admire in men than to despise. All I can say is that on this earth, there are pestilences and there are victims. And as far as possible, one must refuse to be on the side of the pestilence. What's true of all the evils in the world is true of plague as well. It helps men to rise above themselves. In this respect, our townsfolk were like everybody else, wrapped up in themselves. In other words, they were humanists. They disbelieved in pestilences. A pestilence isn't a thing made to man's measure. Therefore, we tell ourselves that pestilence is a mere bogey of the mind, a bad dream that will pass away. But it doesn't always pass away, and from one bad dream to another, it is men who pass away, and the humanists first of all, because they have taken no precautions. You getting any chills from these insights? There have been as many plagues as wars in history, yet always plagues and wars take people equally by surprise. It is in the thick of calamity that one gets hardened to the truth, in other words, to silence. Do you believe in God, doctor? No, but what does that really mean? I'm fumbling in the dark, struggling to make something out, but I've long ceased finding that original. I'll read you one more parage, passage from Albert Camus' The Plague, which I read when I was 19, because I find some of these quotes shockingly apropos of the times we are living through during this plague. At such moments, the collapse of their courage, willpower, and endurance was so abrupt that they felt they could never drag themselves out of the pit of despond despondence into which they had fallen. Therefore, they forced themselves never to think about the problematic day of escape, to cease looking to the future, and always to keep, so to speak, their eyes fixed on the ground at their feet. But naturally enough, this prudence, this habit of fainting with their predicament and refusing to put up a fight was ill-rewarded. For while averting that revulsion, which they found so unbearable, they also deprive themselves of those redeeming moments, frequent enough when all is told, when by conjuring up pictures of a reunion to be, they could forget about the plague. Thus, in a middle course between these heights and depths, they drifted through life rather than lived it. The prey of aimless days and sterile memories, like wandering shadows that could have acquired substance only by consenting to root themselves in the solid earth of their distress. These quotes are from Albert Camus' The Plague, which I read when I was 18 or 19, I don't recall. And I'm asking you, how has this plague affected your life? 
Michael Savage, a host like no other. You know, I got to tell you this. I'm a New York boy by uh, background, as you well know. I've been estranged here in Northern California since I moved here in 74. I never really settled in here. I consider it my home. I'll never leave it. But I don't really feel at home here in San Francisco. It's a weird place with weird people, heartless, soulless, cold, but I love it. The fact of the matter is we all feel estranged from where we are living right now because we're estranged from our roots. We're estranged from our norms. We're estranged from our families. We're estranged from our familiar places. We're estranged from our coffee shops, our churches, our synagogues. We're estranged from virtually everything in our lives. In essence, we are all strangers in a strange land. And that is why I am doing today's show, which is going to be in a kind of odd way, about the plague. Because we're living through a plague. Now, many of you think that it's not real, that it's more mild than we're being told, and it really is. But there's an oddity to this plague. I have a friend who has a 19-year-old daughter who goes to college somewhere in California, and uh, I was informed by him two weeks ago that she uh, tested positive for COVID. And so I asked him, how is your daughter? He said, well, she got better in three days, but her roommate, who was also healthy in 19, has been in the ICU for 19 days. So this plague is an odd one. It strikes like white lightning. Some are affected in a very mild manner, some are devastated and some are killed. I know it has a very low mortality rate by and large, but the fact of the matter is, it's like white lightning when it hits you. Now I opened today's program by reading from the play by Albert Camus. Was there anything in any of those quotes that struck you? And then I went to the bigger picture of how has this plague, which is what I'm calling it, affected your life? There's another book I could read from today, but I guess there's too much literature already. It's called The Winter of Our Discontent by Charles Steinbeck. <laughs> John Steinbeck, sorry. <laughs> the Winter of Our Discontent by John Steinbeck, one of my favorite writers, great American writer. Great American writer, The Winter of Our Discontent. And in one of his stories, he writes the following words. There's a hole in reality through which we can look if we wish. Can I repeat that one? There's a hole in reality through which we can look if we wish. These are great writers. Literature has always been very important to me as it is to the world in all cultures at all times. No matter what culture it is, every culture respects its, its, its uh, poets, its scientists, the real ones, and its, its um, literary writers. We in this country, who do we respect? Can you really respect a scientific establishment that is epitomized by one of the greatest frauds in the history of science, in my opinion, the pharmacist's assistant, Anthony Fauci? How can a man who has been embedded in a bureaucracy for almost 40 years be trusted with the truth when by definition he is not a scientist? He is a bureaucrat. But who put him there? Fauci failed us during the AIDS epidemic. He, he outraged me. He lied almost on a daily basis about the AIDS epidemic. And I suspected at the time, and I still suspect to this day, that he has deep connections to Big Pharma. 
That's his only deep connection, not to science, nor the truth. And so I want to take your calls today on the Savage Nation. If you hear a certain somberness to my voice, you're hearing me correctly because the country's about to go to hell. If the corrupt, evil, leftist, communist, socialist machine should seize power by stealing the election in Georgia and control the Senate, we are doomed in this nation. We are doomed for 50 years. We will never crawl out of the hole. The hatred and the racism, the hatred particularly for white people, is so overwhelming in this administration, it's frightening to me. And yet they use an old, frail, fraudulent man named Joe Biden, a complete fraud, a mean-spirited horror house of a man who they repackaged as old, friendly Joe, like friendly Joseph Stalin. Joseph Stalin never frowned, never scowled, never yelled and he killed 30 million people. I'm not saying Joe Biden would do that, but I will tell you as I sit here, there are people around him who would do that. As sure as I'm sitting there, there are people around Biden who would gladly do that. The Savage Nation, it's Savage On Demand. We all know losing weight is tough, and with COVID lockdowns, many of you are probably experiencing weight gain. Well, uh, are you ordering too much takeout? heading for the snack cabinet too often, loading up on sweets? Are you lacking the energy you once did and wanting to drop a few pounds but not sure how to get started? Luckily, Nutrisystem is here to help you get back on track. Nutrisystem is simple and convenient with delicious meals delivered right to your door with little to no meal prep required. Their menu includes burgers, pizzas, and even snacks. Millions of people have lost weight with Nutrisystem. Nutrisystem offers perfectly portioned foods, delivered right to your door. That means no shopping in busy grocery stores. With Nutrisystem, you can lose up to 18 pounds in your first two months. The plan is clinically proven to put your body in fat-burning mode and helps you achieve safe and healthy weight loss. Nutrisystem helps you lose weight and learn how to keep it off. Order Nutrisystem now. Just go to Nutrisystem.com savage, and you're going to get 50% off Nutrisystem.com slash savage. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. It's as American as America itself. Not white lightning, but uh, this sound you're listening to, Rockabilly. And by the way, this Rockabilly is being played by the great uh, man, man passed away, George Jones. But his backup is the Tennessee Three, Luther Perkins, W.S. Holland, and Marshall Grant. They are Johnny Cash's band, along with Gordon Terry on the lead guitar, by the way. You listen to that old Fender from 1959 playing White Lightning. It's as American as America itself. Where have we gone from the age of these rock-hard hillbillies to what we have today? How has this happened? How have we become so wussified as a nation? Rock-hard men who could defeat Superman, the Eddies, I call them. They're still here. They're in the military. They're in the police. But what's happened to them is they have been turned into the enemy themselves by the vermin on the left. The scum of the earth have taken the best of America and made them seem to be the worst. So now the garbage of America loots, beats, steals, robs, and is glorified 
glorified the garbage of the earth is seen looting in plain sight. And we the people are supposed to sit here and take this crap till it comes out of our ears. And we're supposed to sit here and take this crap and be told that these looters are somehow saintly because they're of another race than the one we're supposed to hate. Do you understand the insanity of the times? I am talking about a plague, but I'm also talking about the plague of lies that has come out of this nation's bowels to produce the foulest possible candidates in American history as epitomized by the greatest liar and fraud in the history of this country, Joe Biden. One of the greatest tricks ever pulled on America is to take this foul leftist horde and turn them into something good. For years I've been on to them. I've tried to warn you about it. I've done the best I could. Don't blame me. There's another one who I've despised for all the years she used to be on TV, Christiane Amanpour. I hated her for her lies. She was like the Matahari during the war against Serbia. This woman literally salivated as U.S. planes, remarked as NATO planes, flown by American pilots under the rotten, stinking Bill Clinton, mercilessly bombed Serbia, destroying every bridge across the Danube River, in order to make the world safe for the Albanian Muslim world to rise. They stole Kosovo from the Serbs, a part of Serbia for 700 years, stolen from that nation in plain sight by Bill Clinton. One of the greatest propagandist hits of all times, and Christian Amanpour was there on the spot. And incidentally, at the same time that Clinton was ordering the bombing of Serbia, who had been our great ally in World War II, rescued our downed pilots in World War II, fought the Nazis in World War II, instead backing the Muslim hordes and gave them a prize of Kosovo. Christiane Ampour was married to someone in the State Department, a man who looked deranged and psychotic to me, who used to foam at the side of his mouth. White foam would come out of the side of his mouth as he appeared on her show and sat there glorifying American planes bombing our once ally Serbia in order to steal Kosovo from the Serbs. And Christiane Ampour is doing it again. Now she compares Trump to Nazis purging Jews in clip one. Listen and listen carefully to what you have just unleashed on this nation. Welcome to the program, everyone. I'm Christiane Ampour in London. This week, 82 years ago, Kristallnacht happened. It was the Nazis' warning shot across the bow of our human civilization that led to genocide against a whole identity. And in that tower of burning books, it led to an attack on fact, knowledge, history, and truth. After four years of a modern-day assault on those same values by Donald Trump, the Biden-Harris team pledges a return to norms, including the truth this is the same CNN that still permits the man who masturbated on a zoom meeting to remain a commentator for the network this is the same rotten stinking propagandist network well I could go on and on what's the point what change is it going to make then you have such a rotten stinking individual running CNN and the holding company that owns them does nothing about this not one word from the Jewish community about this big lie by Christiane Amanpour because, you see, she's on their side. See, the ADL is a far-left group of liars, the Anti-Defamation League, 
They're a bunch of criminal gangsters, in my opinion, that use religion as a weapon to beat people into submission. And so they should say something about Amanpour, but they don't. And so here we are, looking at the world in front of our eyes, comparing Donald Trump to Hitler and saying the Biden-Harris team pledges a return to norms, including the truth? Wow. That's something. The last time Harris ever told the truth, I don't know, when was that? Harris, the prosecutor who prosecuted blacks mercilessly, then ran on a campaign as though she herself was a downtrodden black. That's the truth? Okay. Get ready for a rough ride. Let's take some calls on the plague. I asked you, how has the plague affected your life? Let's go to David in Connecticut. David, you're first up on this Average Nation this Friday. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Simply put, my mother, 94 years old, in a nursing home before she died, she voted for Trump. I asked her what she thought of Trump. She said she loved him, but she thought that she would never live long enough to see it happen twice. She was a victim of Nazi Germany. Her sister... Wait, wait, wait. wait hold a sir. You're losing me. See what happened twice. Uh, how can I say? Uh, the revolution, if you will. She lived through Nazi Germany and Stalin. And uh, she believed that what's happening today... Uh, before she died was happening again with oh, wait, but you're not telling me what she thought was happening the uh, the overtaking of the government by a uh, left wing if you will or socialist uh, movement uh, so so your mother was afraid not of Trump but of the left is that it she loved Trump she okay because I wasn't sure where you were going with it I had to let this reel itself out I thought you were going to say your mother thought she voted for Trump and he turned out to be Hitler, but you're saying the opposite. You're saying she voted for Trump and she was terrified of the enemies of Trump, right? Correct. Okay, got and it. She said she couldn't believe that she lived long enough to see the uh, forces of the left. Yes. Well, everyone forgets that Hitler was a socialist. I started reminding my audience of that 25 years ago when I was viciously attacked when I said the Nazis were national socialists. And so the whole left wing in this country are national socialists. That's what your mother saw happening. Absolutely. She was a lifelong Democrat when she came to this country right up until the time when she was told to go back to the old country by her union representative when she uh, denounced their policies in mm. shop that she was working. Good God. Point, well, David, that's a, that's a very sobering statement coming from you. And I appreciate you calling us on the program today. Let's go to the next caller, Lisa in Chicago. We are loaded with callers on this one topic of how has the plague affected you. I've introduced many, many other stories and topics. And uh, you, you can call on others, but we're overwhelmed right now with everyone calling on that same issue. And that is, how has the plague affected you? Let's go to Chicago. Lisa, line nine, you're on the Savage Nation. What's on your mind? Hi, Michael. I just wanted to call in and give you some positive, a positive story. Um, I mean, it's horrible in that my husband passed, but um, I live in an Orthodox Jewish community in Chicago, and he was one of the first people to get sick from it, um, hmm. the first one to die in our community. And the community completely came out for 
my for me and my four children in a way that was just amazing. How, how old was your husband when he got COVID? Just a 52. He had just got did he ha- did he have underlying conditions? Nope, nope. He had just gotten all of his testing done for his cholesterol, blood, everything. He was maybe 20 pounds overweight. Did he have diabetes? Nope. Asthma? Nope. No. So he had no underlying conditions. He contracted COVID. How long did he was he in the ICU before he died? He wasn't in the ICU. He was home. We actually had an ambulance come and check him out about four days before he died. So why do you think your husband, you know, it has a very low mortality, right? And it's usually amongst the, the elderly or those with uh, underlying conditions. Do you have any suspicion at this point as to why your husband uh, was, was uh, devastated and then eventually died from it? The only thing I can think of is that maybe he had some sort of heart issue that we were unaware of. Like I said. Okay. All right. So you were, you're trying to put the pieces together. Lisa, you listen to this show how on a stream on a on a radio streaming service? On Talk Stream, on Talk Stream Live, yeah. I've- now, wh- what are you going to do in January when Michael Savage is silenced by the powers in the radio business? How are you going to listen to me? Of course, I'm going to listen to your podcast. I listen to your podcast when I can't listen to it live. All right, good. So right now, the um, right now the podcast world is the wild west, as talk radio was 25 years ago. Uh, but very soon, I'm pretty sure that the same forces that are Censoring Twitter, censoring Facebook, censoring radio will soon censor podcasting. But hang in there, Lisa. I hope to be with you in January. Let's take the next few callers. It's pretty heavy out there right now. The callers are overwhelming. I need some music to lighten this up. Do we have any other Rockabilly, Jim? Anything along the lines of this? I don't want to play White Lightning again. Uh, Any other George Jones or uh, Merle Haggard even? Hank Williams Jr.? Donald Trump singing, uh, playing a guitar. Hank Williams, Donald Trump, uh, George Jones, Fats Domino, Waylon Jennings. There you go. Similar. Same kind of guitar. Now that's America. Unbelievable. How did we go from that to the garbage we have today? Oh, I'm sorry. You're not allowed to even say it's supposed to be great music because uh, that's what they tell us on CNN. Let's take some callers. Alexander, line one, you're on the Savage Nation. What's your point? Go ahead, please. Hi. Um, hey, how you doing, Mike? Um, my reason for calling today is about our incredible task as Americans to foster a culture of both taking this virus seriously and reaching out to our neighbors who are in, you know, isolation and fear. It's about our choice, you know, to love even when life is tough, when the choice to love when ignorance blinds us. It's about the choice to love even when the barriers of a plague blinds us to logical truth and our seemingly good faith can lead us to the destruction of our neighbors. And I would well, what, what, what is your main point? I understand what you're saying um, ge- ge- generically, but what specifically? You have something underlying that statement that you have in mind. Yeah, I just... It, you're, Are you implying that Trump didn't take it seriously enough? No, I'm implying that it's our decision as people. It's, it's out of politics. It's our personal choice to 
be safe to make risk assessments about who we come in contact with, and it's it's really a personal. Well, what do you, what do you do when you have governors like Cuomo who will destroy the entire economy of the state to save a small number of people? What do you what do you say about that when you devastate an entire uh, state to save a few people? What do you think about that? And what are you going to do with the thousands of people who are losing their livelihoods and their jobs? all in the name of saving a, a certain number of people from the, from the disease who could be saved if they themselves were isolated, not the entire state of people isolated. So I have called since February, since I'm a trained epidemiologist, whether you want to accept it or not, that's what my PhD is in from a great university. In February, long before anyone in radio even knew what this disease was, while some clowns who went to high school was saying it's nothing to take seriously, it's nothing but a common cold, it's like the flu. I was outraged listening to this crap. So don't put me in that category of ignoramuses, if you don't mind. But at the same time, I said we need selective quarantine. Those were my exact words, selective quarantine. I tried to appeal to the governor of the state of California when he started locking the whole state down. I said, please, selective lockdowns. Don't lock down Northern California counties that have almost no cases in order to make sure that in order to to look like you're not discriminating against regions of Los Angeles and San Francisco, which are rife with the disease because of largely immigrant communities, which have a much higher rate of the incidence of the disease than does the population as a whole. And they wouldn't listen to me because all politicians are cowards. I'll be right back. Home of Borders, Language, Culture, The Savage Nation. Speaking of uh, white lightning and moonshine, to me, Biden is like moonshine compared to pure alcohol. And yet many people are going to drink from that pot. Wait until you see what this man does to this nation. You only have to look at his advisors and what they're recommending. Some of his uh, crackpot advisors on COVID are already calling for a nationwide lockdown for at least 18 months. 18 months, one of the maniacs working for, uh, or is allegedly gonna work for him on his transition team, and uh, I, I don't know the man's name, I can't find it, but this nutcase says the US could manage pandemic with four to six week lockdown to start with. The other one wants a year and a half lockdown he has no training in economics, but he wants the government to pay for everyone's losses and in income for one and a half years. So when you say moonshine, the Democrat Party has just passed moonshine onto the American people, selling it as pure alcohol. My friends, wait until you see what happens. There's going to be such buyer's remorse in this country. Because as we learned from Albert Camus' writings, most people are ignoramuses. If you can have CNN putting out the big lie that Trump was Hitler and this was like Nazi Germany, then my friends, BLM sounds like a band of angels. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture. And here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Playing authentic American music today while we still can. That's before Joe Biden and his minions of communist fascists declare that 
uh, rockabilly music is racist, fascist, sexist, and homophobic, and bans it from the airwaves. Welcome to the Savage Nation. The vermin in the media have declared that Trump has lost in Georgia. Now, I find that odd since the voter recount is still ongoing. What does Bloomberg know that those doing the recount don't know? Well, I guess the same thing that uh, Biden knew about Pfizer's vaccine before the government itself did. Isn't it odd that Pfizer had this vaccine ready to go while the election was ongoing, even before the election occurred just a week ago, and didn't release the knowledge of it until Monday of this week? Doesn't it strike you as odd? Well, that goes to the government media complex. It goes to the complete lie about Fauci being a scientist, not a politician. It goes to the bigger lie of how Big Pharma is actually controlling the outcome of this election. Behind the scenes, they have always controlled this country to a great extent, as has the AMA and the medical establishment. And yet, during the election, no matter who wins, the socialist wing of the Democrat Party suffered a major setback. The radicals who have been held up as role models, like that despicable fraud, Alexandria Occasional Cortex, she would take America down the path of socialism. And yet most Americans aren't ready to add Karl Marx and Vladimir Lenin to Mount Rushmore. Most Americans are not ready to destroy the free market system, as Joe Biden would do, as uh, that horrible man from Vermont would do. And so socialists like Bernie Sanders, the worst curse to hit America in hundreds of years, occasional cortex, a woman who won an election by only a few thousand votes, mainly illegal aliens, thought that they would transform American society into a socialist utopia. Well, I don't know whether that's going to happen because they haven't given up yet. We know that the two Senate seats that are up for grabs in Georgia looks like the media has just called it for the communist socialists. Republicans were favored in both races as of this morning. Yet the media said that it was a win by the Democrat Socialist Communist Party USA. If the Democrats steal the election in Georgia, as they have done in many other states, in my opinion, the Senate would be split 50-50. Kamala Harris would be the vice president. She would cast a tie-breaking vote to give the Democrat Socialist Communist Party a slim Senate majority. Welcome to the plague. The plague that has destroyed this nation on many fronts, not just on the front of illness and social control, but also the plague that has destroyed this election completely. So I've asked you, if you cared to chime in today on the Savage Nation, to call the show at 855-407-28, but we're sold out, there's not one open line, on how the plague has affected you. And I want to hear from you, wherever you are in this country. Because what has happened to this country is only a foretaste of what will be happening should this Democrat, socialist, communist, anarchist regime seize power. And make no mistake about it, Joe Biden is not a socialist nor a communist. He's nothing. He's a factotum. He's a mirage. He's an imagined individual. He stands for nothing. He represents nothing. He was the front man for these evil forces. And should they seize power? And should groups as violent as Black Lives Matter get a voice in his administration? You have not seen anything as to what will happen to this country yet.
You think that the looting and the mayhem and the other mischief caused by Black Lives Matter, which has been swept under the rug by vermin like Wolf Blitzer, Jake Tapper and the other vermin in CNN and MSNBC, you think that's bad? They said there was no looting, there was no violence, while you yourself saw the pictures of them stealing televisions, clothing, shoes, anything they wanted out of stores all in the name of racial justice, and those vermin on CNN wouldn't show you the pictures? Can you imagine what they will do to this country if the Biden-Meinhof gang wins? Phone number is 855-407-282. You're welcome to call. Let's take a few calls. Calls Dar- uh, Darren in New Jersey on line four. Welcome to the show. Darren. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, I had a 15-year career in uh, small business out in the west side of New Jersey, about as far from any major city as you can get, and King Murphy uh, decided to close the state down. So uh, I took the opportunity and on my time off on unemployment to uh, reinvent myself, which is what I think a lot of people are going to have to do. I think a lot of people are just sitting around thinking that life is going to go back to the way it was. And uh, mm-hmm. they might want to take the time to think about a new career path or something that is in an industry that is not uh, affected by any kind of a... Yeah, but how many industries are not affected by this? I mean, there are some. Well... But, but if you're in the food services industry, you're, you're out of luck. What are you going to do if... What are you going to do, let's say, if you own a small coffee shop or a restaurant? What are you going to do? How can you reinvent yourself? It really is difficult. Uh, I mean, I am quite lucky. Uh, I'm a metalsmith, and, and I went into surgical instrument repair, uh, hmm. which is what I did before I was a jeweler. So I just kind of went back. So, so, But you had a specialized skill, apparently. Yeah. Um, but what is an average person going to do? Let's say a person who's in sales, and the industry that they were selling in is dead. What are they supposed to do? How can they reinvent themselves if all they know is how to sell? I don't know. See, I personally have a very dark vision of what's coming after this uh, inauguration. And I think that we're going to descend into chaos. Not just drastic mega unemployment, but chaos itself. Once people come to realize that Biden was a fraud, that he can't really do anything differently than Trump did, and that there's no saving this nation, and that it would have been better for people to get sick and the society itself to survive than for the entire society to tumble into the abyss in order to save a small number of people. Thank you for the call. This is the Savage Nation. Let me repeat that again. You know, you could add up the odds one way or the other. You could look at it two different ways. You could say, well, every life is precious. And we could give the homily that every life is precious. Okay, every life is precious, especially our own. And so the society itself must bend over backwards to save every last life from this disease, even at the cost of the society itself. Okay, that's one way to look at it. In other words, destroy every business in a city to save people a small percentage who may get, may get COVID and die. Because the vast majority of people who get this disease will get over this disease and develop a, an immunity to the disease. The vast number of people will get the disease, who get the disease will survive the disease. The mortality rate is less than 2% the last I checked. It's not 20%. It's not 5% as originally projected. It's approximately 2% or 1.5% uh, as the best I can see the best data. 
So do you now have the whole society die to save that one and a half percent who might get COVID? Uh, and even if you lock the whole society down, a certain percentage of the people are going to get the disease and die anyway. So people are saying rationally, what about the suicides from the loss of income and the loss of a livelihood? What about the d divorces? What about the devastation this is causing upon our little children? Have you thought about this generation? I see children, I almost start to cry. I can't imagine raising a child today who has to wear a mask every time that child goes out of a house. I can't imagine what this child will be like when that child becomes a teenager. What fear that little girl will have of every other person she comes into contact with for the rest of her life. How will that little girl ever dare to let a boy kiss her or to kiss a boy? How will that little girl ever get married and have children when she lives in fear that if she takes off this government-mandated mask, she is liable to die? Do you have any idea that the devastation of this plague will have ramifications for this entire generation, which is a lost generation? And so we can't blame Trump for this. We can't blame Biden for this. If you want to blame anyone, you can blame the Chinese government for this. But even that's not going to get us anywhere. The only place we can go with this is through rationality and realistic decisions, which unfortunately will not be made should Trump concede. My community is the Savage Nation, and it's time we got savage! So my friends, we're entering a new dark age in America. The um, propaganda, the negative stories about Trump and about those of us who voted for him for the last four years from the vermin in the media have possibly destroyed America in a way we will never imagine. Black Lives Matter is held up as a role model when they were the ones looting, beating, etc. Big tech, big tech made it clear to us that those of us who supported Trump did so at our own risk. And so those pirates of Silicon Valley dox us or shadow ban us, block us entirely, throw us off their, their media. They deplatform us, etc. Well, you lose your job if you make your views known at work. If you deviate from the party line, you can lose your job. This massive four-year indoctrination and enforcement campaign has not really had an effect on the election, other than to the reverse. Did you know that there are now 16 new Republican women in Congress? Did you hear what I said? Oh, you only hear from the vile vermin called the squad, those four rats on the left. But we now have 16 Republican women who were elected as a result of this hate fest put out by CNN, MSNBC, and the other vermin in the media. Of course, the social media Brazilianaires were unable to convince the public to hate Trump and those of us who voted for him. Trump won more votes last week than he won in 2016. Trump dramatically expanded his support among black and Hispanic voters. But big media and big tech have changed American society. And that's because people like Jeff Zucker and that type of individual 
are immune from prosecution. They only tell the public what to think. Fake pollster questions, fake polling samples did not give them the desired results that they wanted. And so you've seen nothing yet. And we, 71 million who voted for Trump, we're not going away. We're not going to roll over. We're not giving up our free speech. We're not giving up our guns. We're not going to give in to them. We're going to resist them. We're going to resist them with everything in us. The progressives who think that they have a mandate have another guest coming to them. They may boycott us. They may try to vilify us. Trump will eventually probably lose the legal fight. And vermin like Jake Tapper on CNN, filth like MSNBC's Jen Rubin, who have threatened to destroy the livelihoods of Trump administration employees and of Trump supporters who dispute the media's coronation of the Biden-Harris uh, campaign. The censorship of those of us on Twitter goes, becomes more aggressive every day. And so it's just going to get worse. The tyranny of big tech and big media has been disastrous for this nation. It will be more disastrous for the health of this democracy. They want us to act like the citizens of the Soviet, ex-Soviet Union, where degenerate junkies like those in big tech will tell us what we can say, and degenerate junkies who own the big media, the social media, will tell us what to think and then enforce us to think as they tell us to think and to post what they tell us to post. The degenerate drug addicts who run social media think that they are the USSR Politburo and they think that we the citizens of the United States are like the ex-citizens of the USSR and that we can no longer think for ourselves. Here comes the president who's speaking right now. We're going to cut in for him right now. Developing and manufacturing therapies and vaccines in record time. Uh, numbers like nobody's seen before. No medical breakthrough of this scope and magnitude has ever been achieved this rapidly, this quickly. And we're very proud of it and had tremendous help from the military, generals, admirals, and many of the great people at the White House. Operation Warp Speed is unequaled and unrivaled anywhere in the world, and leaders of other countries have called me to congratulate us on what we've been able to do, and we've helped many countries with their ventilators and all of the problems they were having, and I'd like to congratulate everyone involved in this effort. It's been an incredible effort. As a result of Operation Warp Speed, Pfizer announced on Monday that it's China virus vaccine is more than 90% effective. This far exceeds any and all expectations. Nobody thought they'd get to that level. And we have others coming which we think will be at equal level, maybe more if that's possible. In July, my administration reached an agreement with Pfizer to provide $1.95 billion to support the mass manufacturing and distribution of 100 million doses with the option to purchase a total of 600 million doses shortly thereafter. Our investment will make it possible for the vaccine to be provided by Pfizer free of charge. Pfizer said it wasn't part of warp speed, but that turned out to be a unfortunate misrepresentation. They are part. That's why we gave them the $1.95 billion. And uh, it was an unfortunate mistake that they made when they said that. 
We will work to secure an emergency use authorization. All right, ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately, I have to cut off the president right now. And when I come back, we'll continue to discuss the disaster that awaits us with this election. The biggest losers will be the Jews because the Biden team has just announced or announced a few days ago that they will reintroduce so-called critical race theory, which aims its guns at the Jews. Fans of the spoken word, welcome. This is a podcast. Greetings, pod recipients. You are entering the Savage Nation. Read the book, see the movie. And we haven't had one person in this whole country that has requested or needed a ventilator that hasn't had it. Every single request has been immediately filled. So that was something. We're back on the Savage job. Nation. We're listening to President Donald Trump live from the White House. Thousands of, thousands of ventilators a month. The federal government is 22,000 beds immediately available for states and jurisdictions that I need additional capacity. I think we're going to cut capacity. away for a moment until the questions come up because he is, I mean, he's doing the right thing. He's taking credit for the development of the vaccine, even though Pfizer denies they had anything to do with Operation Warp Speed. Uh, Warp Speed, excuse me. Uh, there are a bunch of liars at Pfizer, in my estimation, because they withheld the statement that they had this vaccine until after the election, which is one of the greatest scandals, by the way, of this election. Since it was the epidemic that caused the loss, if Trump should lose, which it looks likely, it was the epidemic that caused the loss, the big lie that he was the one responsible for the disease and the deaths, the big lie. Uh, if Pfizer had the vaccine to announce last Monday, they surely would have known about it prior to the election, wouldn't they? Common sense knows that. And yet the executives withheld it because they're deeply in bed with the Biden-Harris-Meinhof gang. Let's take your calls on how this plague has affected your life. If you missed the opening to this show an hour and a half ago, I began from reading, I began by reading from literature, The Plague by Albert Camus, written in the 1940s. And it has such relevance to today in the plague we are living through, how it damages the will and what it does to love, what it does to humans and the human spirit, which is something that ghouls like Dr. Fauci cannot relate to. What his mandates are doing to the human spirit, that Frankenstein is the worst thing that ever happened to this country. I had an eye on him. I've had an eye on him since the 1980s. I watched this man lie his way through the AIDS epidemic. I, I was appalled. I was not in the media at the time. I was in a totally different world, and yet I knew he was lying about his statements even then. And then when you wake up and realize this is a lifetime career bureaucrat, Anthony Fauci, almost 40 years ensconced in the NIH. We all know what bureaucrats can be at their worst. How does a man survive 40 years inside a bureaucracy? unless he has the most powerful friends on earth. So who would these powerful friends be? And he's in the health agency called the NIH. Why, they would be the big pharma people, wouldn't they? Big pharma, the vaccine folks. Wait until we hear about the rollout of the vaccine, what's gonna happen in this country then is anyone's guess. I will not take it, I'm telling you again. I don't care what the ramifications are, I will not take this vaccine. I don't care whether they say it's 90% effective, I don't care whether they say that it's 
got no mortality attached. Wait until you see what happens when they apply it to a vast population such as this nation. I know the history of vaccines, and I know that they're only effective at about a 45% rate at best, and that the mortality rate or the side effect rate can be quite significant, especially if you're the one who gets crippled or die, uh, dies from the uh, vaccine. You say, you're going to take it, line up like a Purdue chicken, good for you. I'm not going to take it. So what's going to happen when there are millions of us who won't take this vaccine? What are they going to do, put out vaccine passports? Uh, will they tattoo us on the forehead and put a V on our forehead? We have to go to a drugstore to get tattooed with a V, which says we got the vaccine. Or will we have little numbers put on our right wrist, all in the name of safety and democracy by the Biden-Harris gang? From the Biden-Monhoff gang to the biden to the, from the Biden-Monhoff gang to the Biden-Harris gang in one blink of an eye. You have seen nothing yet. And this vaccine, while it sounds promising and may be promising, I don't think it's the panacea. I do not think it's the panacea. I never thought it would be the panacea. And I don't know what's going to happen when millions of us refuse to take this vaccine. Do you? And so the plague and its effects on the society have just begun. We've only seen the beginning of the devastation of this plague, by no means the end. Now let's take the calls on, uh, well, let's go back to the president for a moment. Let's see where he's at with the speech. I can't just listen to him and do this. Not talking, what is he doing? What, what's he at? Oh, okay. I don't want to listen to it. I can catch it tonight on the late news, but I won't. I'll be watching television, a movie instead, in a dark room, wondering what happened to America's freedoms, wondering what happened to the men who drank white lightning and made white lightning, wondering what happened to the men who played rockabilly, wondering what happened to the men who could make a wooden boat, wondering what happened to the men who knew what a Fender guitar was, wondering about the average man who defeated the Superman, worrying and wondering about the Eddies and why they're not fighting back, or are they? Well, tomorrow's a big rally in Washington, D.C. We'll see what happens tomorrow when vermin like Jake Tapper and Wolf Blitzer start to declare that everyone who goes to Washington tomorrow is really secretly a member of a neo-Nazi group. Something has to happen to stop this massive Soviet-era propaganda that's being put out by the vermin who run CNN. Somebody has to stop them. Massachusetts, Jeremiah, line six. Go ahead, please. Hey, Michael. Thanks for taking my call again. Um, so, yeah, my son's three years old, and I think it's the daycare. They're trying to brainwash these little children. We go outside to go feed our chickens and our cattle in the morning, and he goes, Daddy, I need to wear a mask. I don't want to get anyone sick. I go, what? We're, you're, you're at home. What? You don't have to wear a mask. I only... Mm. So, yeah, I'm afraid of what this generation's going to be like when they become uh, teenagers. I don't understand how they're going to go forward. He's three years old. He's afraid of in infecting the chickens? Yeah, and affecting, you know, people that might show up. I go, my son, I go, you know, you, you don't have to worry about that stuff. And I hate seeing him wear a mask. I tell him, you don't have to wear it because I'm around. And Is he frightened at night? Little children. Is he frightened at night, Jeremiah? Uh, a little bit. He goes, Daddy, I don't want to get anyone sick. And I just tell him, you're not going to get anyone sick. You're too little. You are fine. Just. Don't worry about wearing a mask. I don't mm -hmm. make them wear a mask at the grocery store. And if they tell me my son needs to wear it, I can tell them they can shove that mask somewhere where they can't find it. Because that's not mm -hmm. happening. Terrible, Jeremiah. Thank you for reporting on how the uh, plague is affecting you personally. I'm terrified for this lost generation. 
And again, if you want to call from your city or town and tell us uh, how uh, this plague has or is affecting you, we want to hear from you today on The Savage Nation. Let's go to Las Vegas, Roberto Line 1. You're up on The Savage Nation. Go ahead, please. Uh, thank you, oh. Uncle Savage, for taking my call. <laughs> Ages ago, I saw um, uh, Governor Sisolak on YouTube, uh, Channel 8 News Now Las Vegas and Channel 13 News Las Vegas. He's pushing uh, a stay-at-home 2.0 order, and he's mm. very angrily pushing it. He's very upset, almost like a dictator, and he basically is saying, uh, if you're not going to behave like I'm telling you, then we're going to punish you, just like, you know, two days before Thanksgiving, the total lockdown. Bullet point one, go why, out. Why would a governor of a state like Nevada want to destroy the economy of Nevada? What's in it for him? Well, it's the big push for the new world order. Like you said, dark times are coming. And you mean he would rather see Las Vegas go dark and thousands of people go broke than see some middle, than, than use some middle ground controls to maintain the economy to a certain extent? How does he gain by that? Who, who will control Nevada if he loses the economy of Nevada? That generate that's generated out of Las Vegas. Where will he get the income from to run that state? Who's going to pay for the cops? Who's going to pay for all the bureaucrats under him? Who's going to pay the money? Oh, so he, that's a good point. That's a good point. He said the tourists are welcome, but the locals have to stay in. The tourists are welcome, but not the locals. <laughs> well, where will the tourists be going though? I, I, where will they be going if the states if there's no Las Vegas? That's true. I don't know. Are they thinking? Are these people able to think? through their dictates i don't think so i don't think so jim cut back in if we get the question period on the president right now i want to hear from others connie and pa how has the plague affected you go ahead please connie go ahead please not there okay we have people waiting a long time and uh it's to be expected that some of them uh will not be there when we call them so please bear with me dr crota in california dr croder in california line five Go ahead, please. You're on the Savage Nation. Hey, Dr. Savage, it's a pleasure and honor to, to speak with you. I appreciate your accepting my phone call. Hey, you know, I, uh, I'm a uh, doctor of sociology, and I have uh, given this a very critical uh, a look and a, tried to understand the fact that uh, the way the country's voting and the way they follow the media, they're literally, the liberals are lemmings. They are following each other over the cliff, and uh, unfortunately they're not following each other fast enough. Um, that's, a, that's a given. That's a given. They have, the media and social media in particular has more power than ever in human history in the sway over the human mind. And, of course, the sheeple will follow the dictates of the false prophets on the television set. There's nothing I can say about it other than I'm not surprised. See, health has always been used to manipulate populations. Health, disease. If you remember my shows going back to February, you can still find it on my podcasts. If you go into the, uh, I don't know how you find the older podcast, but you can search back to February and I did a whole podcast entitled, what was it, Sorcery, Illness, and Social Control. And I cited a little monograph from my years in graduate school that I've carried with me for many years. 
of how an entire village in the Philippines was controlled by sorcerers who used illness to frighten the population into capitulation. And what happened in that little village through the use of sorcery is happening now in America through the use of sorcerers like Anthony Fauci and the other like-minded frauds who are using the illness, the very real illness of COVID for absolute and total social control. I'll be right back. Michael Savage, a host like no other. You know, we want to believe that uh, Trump is going to be, is the savior, the great savior. So now he's announcing the vaccine and he has a military guy, a general. Does it not worry you that the military is going to be involved in distributing a vaccine? Do you want some guy from the military sticking a needle in your arm with an unproven vaccine? Then we see this Dr. Slaoui, who comes from a big pharma background, telling us every American should be vaccinated. Does that mean against our will? There'll be no exemptions? How is this going to play out when this hits? So today's show is how has the plague affected you or something along those lines? We've seen nothing yet. We've seen the dictatorial streaks in the Democrat governors, especially in the early phases of the lockdown when they destroyed their own states allegedly to save the population until they woke up to the fact that they'd have no money to run their vast bureaucracies. And then they said, well, we better not do 100% lockdown. So then the governors slowly let the poor small businesses reopen. Now they're going to slam them shut again. Where's the money going to come from? I see the Biden-Meinhof gang. I mean the Biden-Harris gang. I confuse the two. The Biden-Meinhof gang and the Biden-Harris gang. The Biden-Harris gang is going to take federal money and bail out every state that puts the people into cages. The cages of your own house. And what, the police are going to cruise the streets looking for errant citizens who have gone out in the new East Germany without a mask and look for your COVID passport come February, show me your COVID papers, or what? You'll beat them with a nightstick and put them in jail? Is that the America that's waiting for us in the year 2021 under the Biden-Meinhof gang? I mean the Biden-Harris gang? It's going to get very, very, very bad come 2021. And many of you liberals who claim to be free and wild, what are you going to do when you're told that you must take the vaccine? Probably go along with it, I guess, for the sake of society. Is that it? Really, if that's the thought that you have in your head, how come you look the other way when BLM was rioting in the streets without masks? How come you look the other way when Antifa was rioting without masks, but the Orthodox Jews were being rounded up by Mayor de Blasio? How come you look the other way when the Arab Americans were naked in the streets of New York, naked to the waist down, rubbing against each other in vast celebrations of some kind or other, and no one said a word when de Blasio looked the other way? So instead of having selective quarantine, we might be looking forward to selective enforcement of the mask mandate and the vaccine mandate. Selective enforcement. And then what are you going to do when a vast black market originates in this country of false COVID passports. Right now, we have a vast underground producing fake passports 
for illegal aliens so they can vote in our elections, which is how the Biden-Monhoff gang just won. That's probably the slim majority that they won by in those states through illegal aliens. Notice the states that most fought against voter ID are the states that just gave the election to the Biden-Monhoff gang. Think about that one. The ones who who fought so hard against voter ID because they knew they wouldn't be in power themselves without voter fraud, they're the same ones who are probably going to put in a COVID passport. So you're going to have a vast underground producing fake COVID passports, black market fake passports. And what's going to happen then when millions of people try to buy the fake passport rather than take this risky, unknown outcome vaccine? I don't have an answer to that. All I know is that today's show is over. And it was about how has this plague affected your life? If you missed my opening reading from Albert Camus' The Plague and what it means for us today, if you missed me talking about White Lightning and Johnny Cash, if you missed any of that, it'll all be heard on my podcast, which is unlike any in the world. There are tens of thousands of podcasts. Most of them are unheard of, unknown. No one listens to them. My podcast is in the top 2% right now. And hopefully with your support, It will remain there or go higher, even though I will no longer be heard on radio, owing to the censorship that you've heard so much about on social media. Make no mistake about it. That's what it's all about. Thanks so much for listening to me today on Rock and Roll Friday on the Savage Nation. Go to michaelsavage.com for all things savage. Westwood One Podcast Network.